Good morning, I'm Nathan, and this is Word in Motion. This is a pod for looking in the mirror of Scripture each day, seeing our imperfect selves, making one change each day to live and love as God intended. You've heard me mention this verse many times the last three seasons, so let's get right into it. Philippians chapter 3, starting in verse 12. Paul says, Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that also to you. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly and their glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body, by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. This passage jumps into the middle of the chapter, so let's go back briefly. Critically, verses 1 and verse 7 and 8, bracketing Paul's abbreviated resume. If anyone has cause to brag on any count, whether tradition, lineage, education, zeal, holiness, put in many quotes, whatever gain I had, Paul says, I count as loss for the sake of Christ, and specifically the surpassing worth of knowing Christ. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish. And to what point and purpose, why would he count them as loss? In order that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. So then that takes us into verse 12, not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect. Notice the tone from verses 8 through 11, that I may gain Christ, that I may know him, may know the power of his resurrection. These are future tense. He says, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Past tense. He has done his job. I'm already his own. Paul's not saying we press on to earn being his, to earn eventually being made his, but I am his own. He's already made me his own. So I press on to own that, to live like what I am. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, he says, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on, verse 14, toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We see the cause of Paul's urgency, says, For many of whom I have often told you and now tell you, even walk, even with tears, he says, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. Their glory is in their shame with minds set on earthly things. Verse 20, But our citizenship is in heaven. 
This only ends two ways, the sheep and the goats, eternity with God, eternity without God, destruction or heaven. But our citizenship is in heaven and from it we await a savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body. Future tense, with certainty, he will transform us, so we wait. Again, Paul speaks with certainty, just as he did at the beginning of Philippians, being certain that he who began this work will complete it. So what about today? The key phrase here, he says, for us to apply, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, straining forward to what lies ahead. 1 John 1 says, when we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive them and to cleanse us. We like to say in the youth group that what God forgives is forgiven and what God cleanses is clean. What have you confessed that you need to leave in the past? The advice I read in an article years ago, it stuck in my mind, with regard to confessing sin is then, once the sin has been confessed, don't sleep where you poop. Don't let the enemy take you back to old sins that have already been forgiven, that have already been cleaned. It's like a stain in the carpet that's already been cleaned. It's already been steamed out. The carpet is like new. Don't let Satan go back and point to that clean spot and remind you of the stain that used to be there. Because it says the Lord will separate us from our sins as far as the east is from the west. So what have you confessed that you need to leave in the past? And what are you striving for? What lies ahead on your road to being like Christ, to knowing him and to making him known. Questions to think on today. Let me pray for you. King of heaven, we have not arrived. We are not perfect, as you know. Lord, help us to forget what lies behind. Help us to forget the sins that you've forgiven. Lord, the clean, the spots that you've cleansed. Help us to forget what lies behind and to strain forward for you. Lord, give us the perseverance, the endurance to run this race, to be more like you each day. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks for listening. This is Word in Motion. We will Sabbath in the Psalms tomorrow, and we'll finish Philippians next week. Have a good day.